Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Please us with your lyrical thesis. And no, Damian Woody's not on right now. Usually when you hear Biggie on this show means D. Wood is here, but in fact, it is Corey Alexander here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Corey Alexander, Room ESPN basketball analyst, one. former NBA player, of course. Room 112, where the players realm. Morning, Corey. Tell him, Corey. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. And Max, you can always play Biggie when I'm on, because, of course, there was Biggie at the top. Jay-Z took over once Big passed, Correct. but those are the top two to ever do it. In the 50 years of hip-hop. See, people, and I know a lot you of guys times, are celebrating people, that. People forget that. It, Jay-Z took the crown. And by the way, Jay-Z's reign has been ridiculous since then. Ridiculous. But but that happened, you know, there was an opening. To, there was an, openings, an opening to fill. Yeah. Uh, and then Absolutely. Jay was kind of a combination of big and puff, though. It was a little extra. Hey, uh, Corey, w- w- what are your expectations for Game 3 in the NBA Finals? I'm looking for the Miami Heat to be excited about humidity, to be back home where they're out of the thin air and the basketball you can grip once again. And I believe we'll see Heat culture show up in a significant manner and they will take game three on their home court tonight. We go back and look at, you know, the Denver Nuggets throughout this postseason, of course, until their last game. They were undefeated at home. However, against the Phoenix Suns, they went to Phoenix and lost two games on the road to a undermanned Phoenix Suns team. They haven't been a great road team throughout this regular season, nor in these playoffs. So I honestly believe that Miami will win game three on the home floor. Yo, Corey, I I went back and I watched the full game again yesterday because I have no life and Mm -hmm. I I love breaking down hoops like that. (laughs) Yo, I got to tell you, I I found myself wanting to throw stuff at my damn TV watching Denver play. Why? Because it was dumb switches, Corey. Like off guard on guard screens, the lack of communication where you're just watching Denver play and like, yo, what are you thinking? Like Jamal Murray on a phantom screen by Max Struess, he didn't even set a screen and he just points. Like laziness on certain possessions where if I'm a coach, it would drive me crazy. And all credit to Miami for making the shots. But it's like at the end of the day, either you have to have a championship defense or you're not. And I, I, I'm just starting to question whether Denver really does have a championship defense. Well, Jay, you follow this game more than anyone. Let me ask you this quick question. When's the last time you referred to Jamal Murray as a defender? That's not his strength. We all know that. That, That's not what he does. And so one of the things that you know, we saw the piece on Heat Culture, Eric Spolstra makes you pay for every possible mistake. It's simply about whether you make or miss the shot because you're going to get those looks and putting Max Struess in screening actions to make sure that he's the guy that Jamal Murray has to be accountable for. He starts knocking down shots. He was open nine from three in game one. But, of course, he stepped up big, made four threes in the first quarter in game two, and that's what set the tone for Miami. But, Corey, switch, switch. 
That's all. That, it's but not Jay, like, it's not like Jay. Oh, wait, Corey, it's not like, hey, get on the line and we're going to have you run a 17. You know what I mean? Or let's do suicides <laughs> until the wee hours in the morning. It's switch. That's all that needs to be said. That's it. Jay, in comparison to when you and I played basketball, when all five guys had to be accountable for playing defense, now there are specialists. There are guys that play defense. Not everyone is required to play defense in the game today. You know it's a different NBA. Everyone talks about – they say there's no defense, and that's not true. There is defense being played in the NBA. It's just not by all five guys. Corey Alexander, ESPN basketball analyst, former NBA player, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Corey, Coach Michael Malone, because if I say Mike, Jay's going to jump down my throat. Um, (laughs) His comments about his his negative comments, the way I look at it, about his team – in the way that they're playing, will that affect them at all? It should motivate them. Uh, Michael Malone has equity with this team. This is now his eighth or ninth season with the Denver Nuggets. Of course, he's taken them to the highest of heights this year in the NBA Finals. He's one of the greater coaches that we have in the association right now. His comments should affect them in a positive manner because there's one thing that a coach should never have to coach especially at this level when you're playing for a ring, is effort. And once again, Michael Malone made it clear to his team that is not something we're going to have to coach. We're not going to have to coach effort throughout these finals. You guys have to want it as much as do the Miami Heat. But we know Miami Heat culture, they're mentally tougher than everybody. It's not just the Denver Nuggets, but the Nuggets are going to have to match that if they want to be able to put some jewelry on their fingers this summer. Corey Alexander, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Corey, I mean, you and I have called the McDonald's All-American game together for a couple of years. Um, How long have you known Michael Porter Jr.? I've known Michael Porter Jr. since he was a freshman in high school, Jay. So we go way, way back. Of course, I know his dad pretty well also. Exactly. And I, I love MPJ and I love his game. Is it safe to say, is this a fair assessment, that MPJ's defensive game is predicated upon his offense? Yes, and that's human nature. And the thing is, that's one of the things that you have to fight as a basketball player. You have to defend regardless as to whether or not you're making shots. And one of the things we've seen, Miami has basically, since the first quarter or first half of game one, they've made Jokic have to be more of a scorer. They've stayed home on the shooters and made him have to go out and be the guy that scores 50 to beat you. So when you look at it from that standpoint, that's going to take opportunities away from Michael Porter Jr., from Jamal Murray, from KCP. Those guys still have to do the job defensively, even when they're not getting their opportunities on the offensive end of the floor. MPJ is definitely guilty of that, and I'm sure that's something that Michael Malone will be having a conversation with, not just MPJ, but KCP, Bruce Brown, everyone regarding that, because they see exactly the plan of Miami defensively. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Corey Alexander with us now. Corey, when you look at, like, how does an eight upset a one, right? Well, there have to be certain things present, certain elements present. The Nuggets, as excellent as they are, and they played who's there, but the fact is it's the, the highest number total combined seeds on the way to the finals, right? They're playing very low-ranked teams. And the Heat, the eight, got better as the, you know, playoffs as soon as the playoffs started they turned it on they have a bunch of undrafted guys who rise to the occasion they also have Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's been able to rise to the occasion it seems every time with their backs to the wall 
Can he do it again? He's not had a particularly distinctive Jimmy Butler finals yet. Well, he's also playing on that bummed ankle. That, so well, he's been doing that. That's, that's a really big story that nobody's talking about as much. No question, although he does seem to be moving around okay, but I agree with you. That's got to be affecting something. But do you think that it, it's in there, especially against a team who's not the typical finals team in terms of their defense? It, it, are you waiting on that big game for game three? I think it's going to happen, but of course, as Dorothy said best, there's no place like home. You get Jimmy back in South Beach, you get Jimmy back on his home floor, and you get Jimmy back where his role players are going to be even better. That opens up driving lanes. Now Kevin Love is making threes. Max Struess is making threes. Gabe Vince is making threes. That opens up driving lanes for Jimmy Butler to be able to get to the painted area. But I'm going to agree with Jay from the standpoint of we saw Jimmy Butler attacking Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We saw him attacking bigs early in this playoff. I believe that Jimmy is playing through that injury because oftentimes you'll see him get ahead of steam going downhill with Nikola Jokic, who is probably the worst defending big man that he's played against in these playoffs, and he's not attacking him. That's something to be said about the injury, but I believe that he'll feel a lot better when he gets back, of course, to the warm sun and the breeze of Miami. Yo, Corey, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Jimmy Butler. People are hearing names like Gabe Benson and Max Struess, who got off in the first quarter of the game after not having a donut in game one. But it just feels like, tactically, what we are watching Eric Spoelstra do is beyond incredible. It, 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 and... It's whether that was in the first round series against the Milwaukee Bucks, took advantage of it, whether that was secondly against the Knicks and their lack of half court power, what he, what we saw him do with the Boston Celtics dismantling, even seeing him run zone more so in the fourth quarter and that being like an amoeba-like zone. I'm, I'm hearing analysts try to break it down and it's like, oh, is it a 2-3? Is it a 1-3-1? One, one? We really can't call it. And even seeing how Nikola Jokic gets a little bit flustered by it, have you seen an, uh, tactically a coach put on a performance like we've seen Eric supposed to do throughout your time watching basketball in the playoffs? I have not, Jay. And when you think about the reason why he's able to do it is because Eric Spolster is empowered by Pat Riley. Pat Riley, of course, one of the best coaches to ever do this, and he is empowered by Pat Riley. So when you've got the legend – not necessarily micromanaging or looking over your shoulder, but helping you in any possible way that he can. And you can go back and you look. Eric Spolster has been there for 15 years. There's very little that he's seen. He's the second longest tenured coach in the NBA behind Greg Popovich. You think about the two cultures in San Antonio as well as in Miami, and this is part of the reason why. What is it that Eric Spolster hasn't seen along those sidelines? He's coached LeBron, he's coached D-Wade and Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, those guys to a championship. Now he's pulling off probably his best coaching job with this team, an eight seed with a chance to win an NBA championship. It's never happened before, but I think we may possibly see it this year. Mm. Corey Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN basketball analyst. Corey, always good talking to you. All right, Corey. Great talking to you guys. All right, Jay, Jay you recognize this, right? I know you Jersey, you recognize the high. You know where it is. Make sure you give a shout-out. Camden High School, representing, of course, all the whole Wagner family. My man Aaron Burt, make sure he lays me with the nice gear. Yeah, I see the gear, man. Yo, they got a real one coming to Kentucky <laughs> next year. I don't know how he got away from Louisville, but that's a conversation for another day.
<laughs> I'm I'm not touching that. Yeah, I, I'm right. They alone. got a real one coming to Kentucky. I'm leaving it alone. You're right. Thanks, Corey. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. All right. Who needs whom more? Even Nuno even wrote the whom in there. Good for you, Nuno. LeBron or Kyrie? Jay, does LeBron need Kyrie more or does Kyrie need LeBron? Oh, I love these questions, Key. Key, since you're the average Lakers fan, do you want to take this one first or do you want it? No, you you go ahead. You, you, You know this stuff. I would say at this stage of his career... Having a dynamic guard that can go. I'm not talking about what it would do character-wise or reputationally. Just basketball court. I would say LeBron needs Kyrie more. Just because LeBron can activate Kyrie. LeBron, uh, Kyrie allows LeBron to be more of a screener at this stage of his career. A guy that can pick and pop. A guy that can read the defensive coverages. And it's, it's another weapon you can have that is complementary to both LeBron and Anthony Davis. See, Kyrie can unlock both LeBron and AD because it gives them another tool. Because Kyrie could be that guy that can dance, that can create his own shot, and Kyrie's a willing passer. So I think at this stage of LeBron's career, at 39, in order for him to get another chip, I would probably say LeBron needs Kyrie more. Yeah, I, I would I would probably say LeBron does need Kyrie more. Uh, the Lakers need Kyrie. I, I would say that because what Kyrie does is he lifts some of that pressure off of LeBron. And if Kyrie never wins another NBA title, then so be it. If LeBron doesn't win another NBA title, there's a conversation that's going to consistently be had about Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, and whoever else comes behind him, they, that conversation is going to come up. Um, and LeBron wants to win another one. And if you bring another one to L.A., despite 
regardless if it's Anthony Davis is your crime partner along with Kyrie, you're going to get the maximum credit. You're going to be the one get the credit in LeBron James. So I feel like LeBron needs it way more because people are going to feel the way they feel about Kyrie regardless. If he is to stay in Dallas, go somewhere else, go to Phoenix, uh, wind up coming to L.A., this is going to be like, oh, Kyrie joined the Lakers, and that's pretty much it. Because you, you, you have already formed your opinion about who Kyrie is both on and off the court, period. That argument is already formed in most people's mind, and I don't think that that's the case with LeBron James because they're waiting to see if he can get another championship. Sorry, I'm checking my notes, and it turns out you're both wrong about this. In fact, it is clearly, clearly Kyrie who needs LeBron more, and I will tell you why. Clock. Look, you want to go back and see how much time you just chewed up saying the same thing 14 times, or do you want to just move along? Wow. Wow. Now Don't listen. be petty. Now listen. Did I say the same thing 14 times? Yeah. I don't know. 13. So listen. The point is, I got the point from from Yuki, Kyrie's people's minds are made up on Kyrie, right? Okay. The fact of the matter is Kyrie would put the Lakers over the top. That is true. LeBron was just in the conference finals without Kyrie. Kyrie's not the only fish in the sea. They'll, they can find someone else to come in. They can build on what they have and make a run. Even if they didn't wind up in the championship, they're going to make a deep playoff run, and they might win a championship. But Kyrie has not shown the ability to win anywhere but with LeBron James. Just hasn't happened for him. And he's been on a lot of good teams at this point. And consistently, they perform as well with him as, as without him, which should never be, considering how good he is. The only time he's That's been... That's not true. Give me an example. Well, when Brooklyn, they lost the series, when he came back, it was just him and KD. It was pretty prolific. They were still okay. He was very good And then with, he got injured. He was very good with just Harden and just KD. And KD was also very good with Harden. The point is you need at least two of those guys, and KD wound up with none because Harden was hurt when he came back. Okay, so injury-wise. Okay. But that, was the, that is the best example I think you can yep. use with Brooklyn. I think that, that is a good example where Kyrie, hey, wait, could he have done something with just Harden, right? But even just in terms of staying focused on the court, the whole thing, he has won a championship with LeBron, not mm-hmm. with KD, not with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Hasn't yep. really gotten close with anyone else. So – you could say, well, people have already made their minds up about Kyrie. Does Kyrie really want to retire one day with that as a fact of his career? Wait a minute. This dude was that good? You're going to see highlights? He was that good? And wherever he went, they were as good without him as with him? Or does he want to be a guy who's won championships? Because in the right situation, which appears to me to be with LeBron, I think Kyrie got more in him. That's it. That's my case. You don't have to cut it off that fast, Max. Go on, man. Don't shorten yourself. No, that's my case. So, can you just can you give me the Cliff Note version again? Because I got a little bit confused. <laughs> so you're saying Kyrie, his best chance to win a championship is with LeBron. I think it's his only chance. I haven't seen him get sniff it without LeBron. With LeBron, he did though. He got the won the whole thing. Very true. But I mean, Kyrie can't make the trade, right? It has to be the team that makes the trade, realistically. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if you could just insert any player in there and they'll be fine. I mean, maybe Fred VanVleet, depending upon what you have to give up. I mean, it also depends upon where players are. Right? Don't insert any player. They, they, made, they played four close games with See, the Denver Nuggets, having just thrown the team together at the trade deadline. Maybe if you just keep this group together, they win a the championship. The only thing you're not factoring in is LeBron James is going to be 39 years old again. That's true. Right? So it's like it gets to that point in your stage of your career where it goes to 40 
you know, can you continue to play at this sustained level that he played at this year and avoid injury? But, Key, Jay said that Kyrie would unlock LeBron and AD, and there's no question. He'd be an incredible combination with them if they they got, you know, they, they stayed on the floor together. But to me, it's LeBron who unlocks Kyrie as a winner. He unlocks him as a winner because I think the pecking order in terms of whose team it is but is see, established. But just like I said, Mr. Kellerman, mm. your mind is already made up that Kyrie's not a winner. Your mind's already made up that way, that he's not a winner. Without LeBron, you're saying. And, and, and so people's minds are made up about who Kyrie is, both on and off the court. And LeBron James needs Kyrie so he can win another championship, even though they were in the Western Conference final, uh, you know, with a late team put together. If LeBron gets another championship, that conversation changes about, I don't want to say his legacy because he's top three of all time, depending on who you ask it and arguing with. It just, the conversation changes to some degree, Jay. It's like yep. you put some things to rest. Uh, if he doesn't win another championship, people like you, Max, will continue to refer to Orlando in the bubble. Um, so I, I just think that he needs him to win that to win that chip again. We, we do have an interesting uh, trade suggestion here by Jordan from Las Vegas. Jordan, uh, what do you have for us today? Yes. Yeah, my uh, suggestion I would say is sign Kyrie Irving. He's a shooter. He's a ball handler. And I would trade LeBron James to Milwaukee for Giannis. What? Do you think just LeBron's going yes. to any market? And you think they're going to give up Giannis for LeBron at this what? stage in their careers? What, 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 what planet are people living on? I, I'm so confused. I'd take that deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah. He's dreaming, though. It's not happening. Well, uh, they, they said the same thing with the Lakers when they got rid of Norm Nixon and kept Magic Johnson. What? Yeah, but Norm Nixon isn't Giannis. With all due respect to Big Wait, Storm and Norm. I don't even understand well, that parallel. Hold up. Norm Nixon wasn't LeBron James or Giannis. Or Magic Johnson. Magic. LeBron would be 39 years old. You're not going to trade a 27-year-old. Norm Nixon was probably the greatest point guard in the league at the time. But you're not going to trade a 30, a 27-year-old superstar in his prime for a 39-year-old who at this moment's not as good. And and both, certainly and, not and as both available. Guys have one year left on their deals, so you don't really get a chance to re- retain them either. And LeBron wouldn't say yes to go to Milwaukee. One would assume. Yeah, well, I, unless Bronny goes with him. You, the, the history of the league is not players going from LA to Milwaukee who have a choice, right? Like it's the opposite <laughs> direction. That's crazy. Well, Milwaukee's great, Max. It's, it's I'm not. Great. I'm nothing against Milwaukee. I'm just saying the history of the league has not been people clamoring to get out of LA and don't, go to Milwaukee. Don't slight yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't I'm, not. I, I, I'm, I'm with Max. I don't really think that you're trying to get to Milwaukee. LeBron James. <laughs> hmm. Which NFL team had the, the worst? How, how does season? it feel to lose, Max? You just lost in that debate to both Key and I. Does Are you feel really under get, that impression? It, well, it, you yeah. seem as misguided as our last caller. No, 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 no. Key and I actually, we won, we won that debate. That's what the scoreboard it says. It wasn't a really? debate for me, Jay. It was just simply explaining my position on Kyrie. That's all in LeBron. Yeah, but it's it just a debate. it's great for I, me I to watch when Max loses. Max. I'm just you know? curious what makes you think yeah. I lost. 
debating with Max whether you lose, win, whatever, he, in his mind, believes he won at all costs. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's delusional. That's why he's great. Very, very delusional. Well, I'm great. I don't care why he's thinking great. <laughs> Which NFL team has had the worst offseason, KJM? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Key, can you consider the Chiefs a dynasty already? It's close. I think you need three. They've done a lot in a short amount of time. One more will solidify it in my book, but it's hard to argue that they've been to the Super Bowl. They won, they lost, they won, you know, it's hard. One more, though. One more, and I think most people dive all the way in. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by Bill Barnwell himself, ESPN NFL writer and host of the Bill Barnwell Podcast. What you heard coming in, Bill, was a conversation we were having earlier in the show about what, you know, passes as the dynasty. And I think in the NFL, Mm -hmm. in a one-and-done situation, I think about this in college football and basketball too, Mm -hmm. tournament style basically, Mm -hmm. is harder than best-of-seven series – because best of seven series, best team wins. Right. Right? And so, to me, when I see in the NFL a team sprinkle in Super Bowl wins mm-hmm. with consistently deep playoff runs, mm-hmm. that indicates that they're so good that they can overcome tournament style, mm-hmm. overcome bad luck. They're not going to lose. Like, you know, NBA, you lose game one of a series, you play mm-hmm. game two. NFL, you're out. Yep. But if you're hosting the AFC championship, you're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. You're hosting the AFC championship game every year. Mm-hmm. You've been better in the regular season. You've been better in the playoffs. And then they've also sprinkled in Super Bowl wins. To me, Dynasty, he says maybe, but one more and he's convinced. Where are you? I lean more towards your side of this equation, Max. I, just, I guess you probably could tell. What's kept them from making five Super Bowls in a row? It's been uh, overtime against the Patriots, and, and it's been a second half where Patrick Mahomes, I think, had some kind of like face-off situation where he was a different person in the second half of that game against the Bengals. We're really close to them making five consecutive Super Bowls. We would not be even having this conversation if that were the case. So if you're getting that close in a league where, remember, parity is the case, where it's harder to do what the Cowboys did 25 years ago. There hasn't been a team like that outside of the Patriots, where the Patriots are the exception to every single possible rule. I think the Chiefs are a dynasty as long as they make one more Super Bowl over the next couple of years. Oh, they got to make another one. Key, are you convinced at all by this? You say they need to win one more, but you said you were on the fence. Hmm. Well, if, 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 if you look at the teams that have dynasty behind their names in a short period of time with a certain cast, they've got at least three. Because Kansas City has gone to five 
AFC Championship games at home. And if this cast of characters were to go to another Super Bowl and they don't win, you factor in the six championship games that they played in and the two Super Bowls, that will qualify, or the, or the four Super Bowl appearances, if they go to another Super Bowl, it will qualify them as a dynasty. But they got to at least get to another Super Bowl in this particular window. It can't be seven years from now, oh, they got back to a Super Bowl, and now you factor that into this conversation. You can't do that. Sounds like you guys are on the same page. You both want to see another Super Bowl appearance at least. Yeah, appearance, yes. yes. I don't think they have to win. They just have yeah, to get back I, I would say appearance. You know, I, I think of the, re- the reason I think it's a, a dynasty now, I think it qualifies now, is I think of the Broncos with Elway. Mm-hmm. Let's say you'd taken out, but I agree with you, Key. Like, if you take out the intervening years between their last Super Bowl loss, because they went to, what, three and five years and yep. lost th- all three. If you take out the intervening, whatever it was, eight years before they made it back and won back-to-back, just take those away mm-hmm. and condense everything into a five-year window. Right. I'd have considered that a dynasty. They lost three. They won two, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but there were too many. It was too stretched out. Mm-hmm. Chiefs have already done that. If, if you would have made the Bills one more AFC championship appearance with Jim Kelly sure. and sprinkled in two Super Bowl wins, I'd call that a dynasty. It's basically what the Chiefs just did. Of course. Absolutely. No question. But that didn't happen for the Bills. And the Chiefs have that on their resume already in a five-year span. Remember, like Patrick Mahomes, this is still the craziest thing to me that we don't talk about. Patrick Mahomes has still not played a road playoff game in his NFL career. And it doesn't sound like he's about to suddenly play one next year, right? Like, if you're picking the one seed in the AFC next year, you're probably taking the Chiefs over the field, aren't you? I guess. Mm, (laughs) Not necessarily. Yeah, but I but at this point, Key, I know what you mean, Key, but at this point, if someone made me choose, I go, yeah, I guess I'm taking the Chiefs. Maybe. I mean, you could. You wouldn't be wrong. But I, I don't know what all of a sudden Jacksonville looks like. Mm. I, I have no idea based on that division and running shop in the division and then winning a handful of games that puts them as the number one seat. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like that that was the first name yeah. out, out of Keysmouth was Jacksonville. You figure Cincinnati, UC Buffalo. But the division. I, I appreciate that. I think that's actually a very fair point to make, that Jacksonville could be that team ascending where we talk about them like the Bengals and the Bills this upcoming year. And you also look at the division, though. No the question. division is no not question. good. And then all of a sudden, with Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. uh, in Jacksonville, the second time around for them in this offense, Doug Peterson understands his team now than it did a year ago. Mm-hmm. The Chargers can fight it out with Kansas City. Maybe there's a loss with the Chargers. We don't know what Denver's like. Maybe there's a loss with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson uh, against Kansas City. So now all of a sudden Kansas City's got three or four losses mm-hmm. where Jacksonville only has two or three losses, or even if they have four, maybe the records even out to the point where Jacksonville becomes a one seed and Kansas City's a two seed, which means that Kansas City doesn't have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So you look at it like that way. And is there, do you know offhand, Bill, what the record is for a consecutive uh, conference championship appearances or even hosting conference championship games? Do the Chiefs already have it? Did the Patriots ever do six hosting? Did they host six in a row? No, no way. No. Right, like so this has got to be the record in the modern era, yeah, the it's Super be, Bowl era. Got to right? be some team from the 50s, you know, where there were eight teams in the NFL. But it's a Super Bowl it. era, you I mean. got to figure, right? I, I mean, offhand, the f- I, I don't know offhand, but like one of these, the best argument against the Chiefs not 
picking not picking the Chiefs against the field mm-hmm. is, what, are they going to host the AFC Championship game every year of Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> career? Can't happen. You would think it can't happen. Yeah, By the who way. Kn- who, who knows? Bill, the Cowboys. Yes. Where, where are we with the Cowboys at? Are, are we bringing them down on the hype level right now, or are they still a team to pay attention to as far as the Super Bowl goes? I, I feel like the hype is rising a little bit as we look at this roster. I mean, of course, I think the Eagles still have to be the favorite in the NFC East. But remember, they're, they're weak up the middle on defense now. They lost Javon Hargrave, their star defensive tackle. They lost two starting linebackers, two starting safeties. The Cowboys added players to their roster, key starters in Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. I think the roster is deep, but as always, I think we always talk about this, the Cowboys' biggest weakness is their head coach, and that is the concern for the Cowboys is that what might look great on paper right now as we sit here in the summer might not look all that great when it's the fourth quarter of a game in January and Mike McCarthy has to be the one making decisions to get them to the next round. Bill Barnwell, ESPN NFL writer and host of the Bill Barnwell podcast, will be appearing later today on which shows, Bill? I'll be appearing on Get Up, as we're going on right now, and I think I'll be appearing on This Just In. This Just In. Excellent. Glad to have you. Bill Barnwell, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Bill Barnwell podcast. See what Thank I you, deal Bill. with every day, Bill? <laughs> Keep, what? I'll, he's, you know. he said happy to be appearing. Yes. Guess who has not appeared on This Just In in the history of that program? I've been on it. You've been on That's it. That's true. Hmm. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, Key's Top 5 Under Hype Team's coming up. Oh, my schedule's booked. <laughs> ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. This is Key's top five underhyped teams. Underhyped. So, Key uh, Key just stepped away. He he threw away his... (laughs) Key forgot about his list, so he left. I see. Oh, right here. Oh, he's back. 
Hey, oh. Keith. And he's back. There so he is. Let's rewind. This right is here. Key's top five under hype teams. Key's real rankings. What do you yes, got, Keith? that is correct. <laughs> Number five. Thank you, there Yates. I would say that. Well, it's right, really. It's a little bit more than five, but let's start off with the bonus. I'm going to start off with the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. Not really talking about them based on what happened last year with Russell Wilson and then Sean Payton being out of the league. So they're on the bonus list. Number four. Number five. There you go. Chargers. Another one. The Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert and company. A lot of people like Max, they think that they, you know, they're, they're going to be in the end. They're going to be in the mix again. I think they could be, but they're not getting all the hype that you think they should get based on the quarterback, based on the receivers, based on the defense and Brandon Staley that they could all of a sudden emerge as this gauntlet in the AFC West. Number five. That would be number four. <laughs> Technically, we had two extras. You so gave us seven teams. You gave us seven teams. So, so this one's the five. Dallas Cowboys are the true fifth team. They're not getting all the hype. I know every year we're always talking about the Cowboys and go to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. It's a little quiet for the Cowboys. They're picking up some steam down that Jerry's talking, and we're getting close to the preseason into training camp. They're picking up a little steam. But it's nowhere near the past in terms of people stepping out saying, oh, my God, the Cowboys, bet all your money. They're going to the Super Bowl. It's not there right now. So they're a little underhyped as far as I'm concerned. Number four. Another team in the Jacksonville Jaguars sit at four. We know what they did in the playoffs last year against the Chargers. They spotted the Chargers 21 points. They came and got them. They won their first playoff game in a very, very long time. You look at Lawrence at the quarterback position, you talk about Calvin Ridley coming over. We know what they got in Zay Jones. We know what they got all the way around in in Travis Etienne. If the defense can somehow get just a little bit better offensively, I think they're going to be very explosive in Doug Peterson's offense for the second year in a row. Trevor Lawrence will take the next step in his career. Number two. Now, this will make everybody hair. You're you're always the the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are not being hyped up. Everybody is looking at them and saying there's no way. Carr's not that good. Look what the Raiders did. They moved on from them. Your nephew can't stay healthy. Dennis Allen can't coach. The defense is a little long in the tooth. They're in a bad division, fellas, just in case you don't know. And it's nice and quiet, though. They want to fly under the radar, and they come out and shock everybody so they're not looking for the hype. They sit at number three. No, it was number one. Number one. No, that's number two. Oh, Jeez. Number two is Seattle. You guys can't count. Seattle Seahawks are sitting at number two. They, You know, all they did was – Make it to the playoffs with Geno Smith a year ago. Got a big deal. I think they're going to come back. They added the young man out of Ohio State at the receiver position. So, to me, their hype isn't – because everybody's looking at San Francisco in that division. The Rams are what they are. Arizona's what they are. People sleeping on Seattle. Now we get the number one, finally, Yates. Another one. <laughs> number G-man. one. The New York Giants. Nobody, they're sleeping on the Giants. They're giving all the credit to Philadelphia, all the credit to the Dallas Cowboys in this division. Don't sleep on the G-Men. They went out and they drafted Hyatt from Tennessee. They picked up Paris Campbell in free agency. You talk about Saquon Barkley. Don't worry about his contract. That'll get done. He'll be in training camp and ready to go. Daniel Jones got the big money. 
They need a little bit of help on the defensive side. Can Thibodeau step up and, and give you some sort of resemblance traits of the great Lawrence Taylor on the defensive side of the ball? And when you look at the coach and Brian Dable, I think he'll be better the second time around. So here's the list. Denver Broncos, L.A. Chargers, Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, the New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, and number one are the New York Giants. Number one. Are missing anybody that's not getting any hype? No, just just a couple things. I find it really hard to believe that the the Cowboys are underhyped. Well, compared to to the previous years, Jay, super underhyped. We're not even – I mean, we just said it's – we're not even getting there yet. I mean, it's not even July yet. It does, yeah, it does make July me. And all yeah, this if I go from January to June and don't talk about the Cowboys at all. We've been talking even about the Cowboys. Even if the you NBA know what, Jay, Finals is going on, Jay. Jay, I get what Key is saying. Like, the thing that makes me nervous as a Giants fan. You said the same thing last year. Is how little said, they're talking about the Cowboys. You said no, the I said same. it this year. That was last, this year. Last offseason. I don't think I said it last offseason. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. you that ruins what I'm saying now, so forget last offseason. Hold on. You will forget last <laughs> I never said it last well, offseason. I can't believe you're using the foursome issue. Jay, every year there's huge hype about the Cowboys, except especially last year, but not this year, Jay, and it makes me nervous. Okay. You've never heard that before. Never heard that before. No. And Key, it's quiet, I, 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 though, I, compared to the noise yes, that you usually hear. It's fine. quiet. I do have to say, Key, there is, uh, there is the perfect storm occurring for you with the New Orleans Saints. Not only is there... It's their family there. That and the family's elite, elite talent. But now you got to stay healthy. Yeah, your elite quarterback and Mr. Carr. Now, now he's part of that same organization. Yeah. So it's let very me have a good quarterback. Very. How very much good. do you believe in Dennis Allen? That that's what to me. That's what it really think, comes down to. A, I think he's a good coach. I don't think okay. he's a okay. bad coach. That, okay. that team, that team a year ago, despite being banged up in injuries and all Understood. those sort of things. They were not getting run out of the building. They were competitive and fighting and scratching and clawing. In fact, they had I believe they were in the playoff little hunt in that division up into like week 14 possibly, which sounds weird, but they were in it. Now, how much of this is because John Gruden helped install the offense and of course you won a Super Bowl with John Gruden key. <laughs> Max. Hey, no listen. Com- no, hey. If you have nothing good to no, say, don't say anything at all. No comment. No yeah, comment. Got it. Smart got move. It. So, smart move. So I like, of course, the fact that you have the Giants there. They're not getting a lot of hype. Commensurate with the kind of season they're coming off of and the improvements I think they've made in the offseason. None at all. Nobody, you know, you're giving the Philly and Dallas as once talked about in a division for the most part, right? I mean, that's yeah. just. Well, also, it helps, Key, that you know, Aaron Rodgers is in town and that the first thing everybody will talk about are the Jets, well, which cool they said too. that point before. That's it's true. like that's the true. Giants are the secondary team right now, which allows Damn, them to exceed expectations because you're going to watch the Jets if they fall short in the AFC, which is loaded, and the opportunity is there for the Giants. Jay, that's a great – but why haven't more people made that point? It seems like that's the elephant in the room, right? Like 100%. He stole all the shine. No question. If you want a nice, calm, steady organization where you improve under a young quarterback, you just handed it a couple of years to guaranteed, you know what, good money. If you want to do all that and you haven't gotten out, gone out and gotten the ace wide out, but you got a nice, really mm-hmm. nice tight end and different guys who can get separation, you want to do it in a market where the press is going to be ignoring you compared to how they usually treat you because Aaron Rodgers is in town. That is a great point I just thought of. 
Oh, Jay just thought of. It happens frequently on this show. I would, no, I'm going to give you credit on uh, this just in later today. I can't refer to Key without giving – he insists on getting royalties if, yeah. I, if I mention his name. N-L-I. Yeah. N-L-I. Na- yeah. Name, likeness, and image. That's what we changed it. N-L-I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. N-L-I. Yes. Yeah, who N-L-I, said it has to be N-I-L? N-I-L. Exactly. Same thing. Same thing. When Same are you thing. going to just in, uh, Jay? Aren't you on there today? Um, I've not gotten asked to go on this just oh, in. I'm asking you right now. Um, I am booked. He's booked. <laughs> I, yeah, my schedule's been booked for, gosh, we booked that thing out years in advance. Man. So, you know, that's not the uh, only great point that I've heard that, you know, Jay just made a great point. These Duke guards, whose <laughs> first initial J, consistently make excellent points on ESPN. And according to a Duke guard whose name starts with a J, the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, are like the new Warriors. They're going to dominate the West, whatever happens in these finals, for years to come, for the foreseeable future. What a great point. We're going to get into it coming up on KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.